Hello, hello, hello there, uh, listeners. Welcome again back to Catch Up Friday. Today is your host, uh, Sharon, um, aka Lady SJ, here, and I have my co-host who is going to introduce herself. Do you want to just say who you are? Hi. So, co-hosting with Oribi and Montanabo in the house. Peace, y'all. <laughs> exactly. So. <laughs> We know Arabia. Uh, she's been actually uh, chairing and she's been hosting uh, most of the conversations that we've had going on. So you know, you're familiar with her and you know her. Um, but we also have a surprise for you today. We have our guest speaker. He is the honourable, um, charming, yes. and handsome. Yes. Um, so drum rolls. You wanna? <laughs> Introduce yourself there. Come on, come on. Reveal yourself. Who are you? Wow. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for that introduction. Wow. My name is Kenne Okafor. Um, Kenne Chuka Okafor. Um, I live in Scotland. Um, <laughs> what would you like to know about me? Well, what do you do? Um, yep. What do I do? I work in healthcare. On um, my spare time, I like to play sports. I like to read the Bible. I like to listen to music. I like to sing, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, Ken. And I believe that we've actually had you on this uh, podcast, haven't we? Honestly, yes. I was just going to scroll. You've introduced yourself before, like, just, you know. <laughs> I'm sure the listeners already know you. <laughs> I hope. Exactly. I hope. <laughs> but that's fine. So... Thank you, Ken. And um, yeah, so today's topic is persecution. And you're probably thinking, wow, they have another tough topic. Yes, that's what we do here. We like to dig into tough topics. And you know what? We like to grow as individuals Mm -hmm. and as women and men in Christ. uh, We just want to continue to resemble Jesus Christ, you know. So today's topic, as I said, persecution, guys, are you ready to just to dive in there and see what the Word of God says about this topic? I am ready. Ready, ready, ready. Ken, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. And um, I'm sure those who are listening are ready as well. Guys, it's going to be fun, so feel free to get a nice cup of tea. I have mine just here, okay? And um, just make sure that you tune in and you're not distracted because you never know there might be a word in here for you and we don't want you to miss it. So persecution is generally around um, the notion of being harassed or punished or in in any way, um, you know, feeling like you're unable to express your faith and we know that around the world Christians are being persecuted Um, and we know that um, in China um, for example they are you know for example North Korea is trying to say that that there are 70% um, of Christians uh, actually 70% um, people there actually have no faith and um, the rest of course are um you know scared or they're being discriminated um many are in jail and we know that in south arabia this is also the case and in several other places around the world 
many Christians um, are not able to express themselves. The persecution is usually around um, faith, um, you know, in any way, like like religious beliefs that people are not able to freely um, practice. So we live in Scotland and of course we know that here we are free to practice our faith. Um, but as we talk around this word persecution, please know that this is where we're going with it. But I always like to start off with a verse um, which just helps to set the scene just so you know what we're talking about because I know people really appreciate uh, scriptures as well as we uh, continue with our conversation so let's look at Romans 8 35 actually we'll look at two scriptures okay mm-hmm. so it says who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword no okay okay then then we also have the second uh, scripture which, which, which is um, Matthew 5 10 and it says blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven Okay, so these are two ample scriptures, guys. And just to get the ball rolling here, I just want to ask a few questions. Are we a tent? Feel free to jump in here. Feel free to jump in there. So, what is persecution to you? Hmm. Um, Ken, do you want to go first? I was thinking that persecution is where there is some sort of obstruction. That's an obstruction to you believing or practicing your faith or an obstruction or sort of where you're in harm's way because of what you believe in. Let me put it that way. Okay, that's fine. Or your I think that um, persecution is um, persecution. I mean, to be honest, I don't. I have I have an understanding of what that means in a sense. Okay, so for in my mind, persecution is um, being um, treated unfairly. Yeah, so you're being treated unfairly um, because of dot 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 whatever it might be. So in this case, um, based in um, religion people people can be treated unfairly mistreated um at you know anywhere to be honest that's my view on persecution it could be hostile it could be subtle like actions i guess and um, sometimes people might ost- ostracize someone or not even allow the person and um, get benefits that other people may benefit from because of um, that unique thing that is different from that person. So that's how I view persecution. Could we use a Definitely in that go ahead. Could we use a dictionary definition? So Yeah, I was actually Yep, you can roll it up if yeah. you want. Oh. Mm. That's where you go, Sharon. Oh yes, I was just saying that feel free to, to say it here just to help us dig deeper into the topic. Sure. Have you got the have you got a definition for us? I have one. 
got one. I've got one. Okay. I've got one. Okay. Okay. Good. So, um, right. So here is Cambridge saying that Cambridge Dictionary saying prostitution is an unfair or cruel treatment over a long period of time because of race or religion or political beliefs. And then um, I know some people don't really read like <laughs> Wikipedia, but I saw one on Wikipedia, and um, it did. Persecution is the systemic mistreatment of an individual or group by another individual or group. Common forms are religious persecution, racism, or political persecution. So I think there's a common thread of associating persecution with religion. Um, and I think that happens because there is consistent that. I think one the early the earlier Christians um, had to undergo persecution at um, a very very hostile <coughs> hostile environment to their faith. Um, yeah. So I guess maybe that's why. It's- that's a very good um, point here. Okay, so yeah, so it's just it's just nice to hear what your thoughts are on this because um, there are very various ways of actually um, defining it. Um, as I said, um, you know, going forward, um, it'll be nice just to look at it in the light of um, what Christians are going through or in light with with Christianity. Um, um, you know, so now that we have clarified that, guys, have you in any way ever felt persecuted yourself? Hmm. I haven't. Either for your faith or or because you've actually looked at other um, aspects of persecution. It doesn't have to be like religion, but have you any any way experienced uh, persecution um, for believing something or for thinking a particular way? Um, yeah. I mean, looking at the definition, um, looking at the definition, I think I have experienced maybe in a very little way, very extreme. Because I think the earlier system, they were they were persecuted, and they and so the ones that died were called martyrs, and they were martyrs because they died because of their cause, because of what they believed in. And so it's not that extreme today, but I guess maybe I face persecution in terms of like race. I guess as an African, um, um, I've probably experienced that just once where there was someone who um, maybe he was a bit under the, under the influence or something, but um, he expressed his disapproval for you know, me just being here. So that's just one aspect. It didn't really affect me personally. It just there were just there were words that gave me the impression that you know not many people are happy that I am you know here student, an African student. And it happens to you everyday thing and it's also um, something that people could experience uh, more often than than others and so yeah that's just really interesting Arabia can if you ever felt persecuted at all um, either by your faith or your um, various beliefs 
Is Ken still here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. So repeat that okay. question again. Yeah, Ken. So I just uh, just throwing it out there. Just wanting to know whether you've ever felt persecuted at all, or um, you have uh, just been, you know, living life, enjoying life. Um, you've been, you've always felt free, or have you anyway uh, felt persecuted? Um, just as Arabi was saying, um, that in you know the earlier mm-hmm. Christians, you know, they were definitely persecuted than us. And then, of course, we know in our daily lives as well, we could feel that we look different, for example, and then we might just sense that we're being treated differently. And so we might feel persecuted that way. So in your own life, just wondering whether you have felt the same thing or just how this word connects with you, if it does at all. Yeah, um, unfair and cruel treatments have definitely occurred over a long period of time. and. According to the Cambridge definition, either because of race, religion, or political beliefs, definitely I've experienced that. I've experienced it with race, um, not necessarily political beliefs, because I don't really share my political beliefs often. I, I'm, I usually share what I think about politics, but not always do I share my political beliefs. In terms of religion, it's hard to say. It's hard yeah. to say, honestly. I have shared my faith, but in terms of whether or not I'm being persecuted because of that, it's blurred. It's blurred. Hmm. Why do you think? Why do you think it's that blurry at the moment? Like, what? What kind of gives you that impression? for some reason I don't know why at the back of my mind I think people might listen I, I, I like to think the best of people <laughs> so I believe if someone even when even when people have treated me unfairly because of my race I usually think the best of them and think could it be something that I did maybe per se so mm-hmm. that's why I said it's blurred it's blurred but sometimes you can put two and two together. Okay, you said this, I said that, and then next thing you know, this is happening. And why is it like that? Would, 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 it, would it have been different if I identified with their group, with this group, because of a, like a religion or a political beliefs? Would things have changed? Would that have kindled some sort of um, brotherly? atmosphere or relationship with the person so that's why i have to say it's blurred for me okay okay that was very interesting uh so yeah if i was also asked that question have i ever felt uh persecuted um well as i said we live in the united kingdom and it's fairly fairly um you know a country that is very much you know allows people to be free uh to practice their faith and we are privileged um would you agree that we are privileged because it seems like nobody here has actually um felt um to any degree restricted to practice their faith um aside from the other 
um, avenues, of course, where maybe it's just a daily life um, being persecuted by um, individuals who may think differently than you. And so they might, um, there might be a little bit of friction there. Um, but I, I feel like we're quite privileged, aren't we, to actually be in a position to be able to speak um, of our thoughts. Yeah, what do you think that's about? so true. Actually, come think about it right now. You have some experience with persecution. Yes, I do have. I've, I've had some. I can remember some examples of persecution in regards to the faith, my beliefs. I mean, I was going to because um, yeah. I, I remember you mentioned that there was blur. It was a bit blurred when it came to like your religion, because to yeah. be honest, like when you. If you if you walk on the street, yeah, and you tell someone, oh, you know, you want to talk to them about Christ, um, not many people are receptive to that, you know, because of perhaps their own personal belief. And um, I, I I know I know for a fact that well, you might you would have people who would give you a listening ear, and you would have people who are like. No, I'm sorry, you know, I'm not into that. I wouldn't call that um, persecution, but I would say that um, there is a bit of like, um, um, there's, a, there's a hesitation to freely talk about Christ. And I think maybe nowadays, or, although we know that the UK is a Christian, is, is uh, <laughs> what I say, their foundations, you know, is very biblical. Also, our history, you know that it's a Christian nation, right? But then, you know, over time, not many, not many people, um, you know, are keen on living out their faith or talking about their faith. And a lot of people have become atheists over time. Although maybe their family work are Christians, or maybe their grandmom or great grandmom is a Christian, or, you know, um, so yeah, like, and God help you if you are in an environment where everybody is an atheist, no one cares about you. Suddenly you be, um, um, suddenly you begin to feel um, like you shouldn't express yourself as a Christian. I would say maybe that's a form of persecution in a sense that because of the masses, you suddenly have to like um, shy away and like hesitate from sharing what you genuinely believe in you know so yeah okay that's, that's very interesting um ken is there anything you it's wanted to pretty add much like that so i have experience whereby i've shared my faith and next thing it's, it's the situations can be quite awkward you know I've had situations whereby I've been told, no, your belief is wrong. And it can, and I've seen relationships sort of not phased out, but a bit shaken. Now, I think the reason why I say I like to believe in the best in people is because when I see things like that happening, I sort of, I haven't become a better person. Because I believe that my faith is an expression mm. of also who I am and an expression of what makes me who I am. So, and even even you saying that it's almost like it's part of who Christians are. <laughs> it's part of kind of the cross we all have to bear in some way. 
because um, I, we've been told in the Bible. So, I mean, from all the conversations we have, Sharon, um, I don't know if you shared like the same observation as I do. I'm beginning to feel there is persecution in the sense of like you know um, physical harm because of your faith, and there is one that is more um, relational. <laughs> in that, if I can put it that way, is a it's a very it's a more social um, um, persecution in that sense. I don't know if you notice um, the two, but you know, at the end of the day, the Bible has told us about this. You know, um, the light will come into the world, and the world will comprehend it not. Um, sometimes, when people don't see. Um, in the spirit, we've actually had a conversation about um, walking in the spirit. When people don't see from that perspective, um, it's hard for them to swallow. It might be a hard pill for them to swallow, and so um, that might affect your relationship with the person and vice versa. Um, so it's, it's very interesting, actually. Um, and for every Christian, it should be expected. Um, it should be expected that if you're not experiencing the physical one, which is not extreme, but happens as Sharon has given statistics in um, Arabia and uh, South Korea. We could, if you don't experience that, are you more likely going to experience the other? If you are a professing Christian and a Christian who um, acts, you are a practicing Christian, I would say. But yeah, it's quite interesting actually. Yeah, it's also a very uh, hard topic to digest because there's so many elements that we could actually dive into. If you're not being persecuted by your faith, then you're being persecuted um, either by your general outlook or your thoughts or again, your political views. And so we are living in a world where we're constantly battling um, against um, you know, ourselves really, um, because we're not quite united yet, but that is why Christ came, right? He came to give us a direction, to give us one mind. But we know that um, we will get there, but, um, you know, it might take some time. Um, so the next thing I was sort of thinking that we we should dive into is um, we know that there are people who want to uh, to be Christians, you know, um, God has shown them Himself in their lives, um, but of course, there um, many of them actually. Um, let's just take one person. They could come from a home where they have been told not to have faith, you know, not to believe in Christ, um, either because they're not Christians. And um, you know, how would you advise that person um, to to almost um, overcome that persecution uh, because there are many people in these situations um, that's one scenario and then yeah let, let, let's, let's just start there how would you navigate through that if that was you or you know how would you advise this person wow <laughs> um, sorry I'm just it's a nervous laugh because um, this happens to people all the time you know the Bible has said that um, if we're looking for the truth, you know, we'll find the truth. And the truth will set you free. And Christ came to say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Um, you know, and he said this time and time again that he is the way, the truth, and the life. 
And so, um, no matter where you find yourself, whatever sect, religion, or whatever, when you when you when you pros- profess in your heart to be honest with yourself and look for Jesus, to look for the truth, you know, a lot of people stand by their I call it a religion. Some people stand by their religion that God doesn't exist, that the world was created by a big bang theory. But um, they are, the problem with their religion is they are basically saying nothing created something. And that's not true. Science doesn't science doesn't back that up, you know. So it's just a whole lot of like confusion. And so among the confusion, someone suddenly gets a grasp of this truth, suddenly gets a grasp of this, you know, this revelation of of, of the truth for what it is. And God is the creator of the universe. Um, Christ died for our sins and suddenly this person is experiencing this freedom, this joy of the Lord, you know, this goodness. I think it's worth fighting for. And um, there's so much freedom it gives it's in your mind, your your spirit, your soul. And so I would encourage the person to I would encourage the person to um, to not be afraid, don't be anxious for anything. And continue to, and just continuously pray to God to save you. Um, continuously pray to God and asking for wisdom, understanding, and also pray for the family. Pray for the people that you are around that you're you're afraid of. You know, because in praying for them and you know asking God to help you, you know you begin to get wisdom on how to navigate and live. Um, the one thing, the one thing you would do for yourself that would be disadvantage, be a disadvantage, you know, for the person is to is to be afraid because it's count, it's, it's, it's fear is the counter of of you know God, you know, and um, the opposite of fear is faith, um, and the Bible has said that you know God has not given us a spirit of fear but of more strength. And a sound mind, you know, and it's impossible to please God if you don't have faith. That's one thing. So, you know, rem- remembering all these scriptures together, which I, you know, I always like to have them at my fingertips, you know, when I'm going through things, is to remember that God will give us strength, God will give us the grace, will give us power. And lastly, pray. Watch out, pray, because the battle is not flesh and blood. You know, um, we, the battles we fight, even in persecution. Actually, when you think about it, um, I'm so sorry. I'm going to. This is, you know, when I look at it, persecution is not really the people that you see physically doing this social or physical um, um, thing yeah. harm you. There's a spirit behind it. And so in understanding this, we need, to, we need to now look at persecution differently. You know, there's a kingdom of God, there's a kingdom of light, and there's also the kingdom of darkness. Now, the kingdom of darkness is what is prevalent in this world. We have the kingdom of God, which is in heaven, you know, which is in heaven. And so um, in this world, there's a kingdom of darkness operating. And it will operate through people. It will oper- operate through government. It will operate through whatever it needs to operate to hinder a child of God. And so, if 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 he's going to get to you through the people who, if the kingdom of darkness is going to get to you to make you 
to make you dim your light, the light of God in you, he would use people. If he needs to use governments to dim your light, he's going to he's going to use that. So who is this person? It's the devil. It's the devil. You know, we keep talking about the kingdom of light, but if there's light, then there is darkness. And um, if we if we view persecution from that angle, from the angle of you know, there's a kingdom of darkness, and um, it is always going to be against you. Then then we begin to understand that the way to the way to persevere, the way to stay afloat, the way to remain um, steadfast, you know, and not discouraged is to pray. The way we tackle spiritual issues is on our knees in prayer to God. Um, and that kind of reminds me of sufficient of the, the um you know the battle isn't uh, flesh and blood but it's violent role. The battle is in flesh and blood. I can't really remember this scripture anymore. So I'm just going to stop here. But um, we pray to tackle these things because it's a spiritual warfare. I don't know what persecution is. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. Wow, thank you, Orbe, so much for in, um, unpacking that and unloading that. And I don't know about everyone else, but I've just taken that all in. And that has been really nice to hear. Actually, I have a few scriptures that can just help back up what you're saying because I know a few comments mm-hmm. we've been having is that we want more scriptures, you know, to really help people um, dig more into the word, you know, how come we're saying that? Where's that coming from? And so what Warby was saying was linking into Matthew 16, 24, where it says, And Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself mm-hmm. and take up his cross and follow me. As we already know in Matthew 5.10, that Jesus Christ knew that we would be persecuted. You'll be persecuted for your faith because, you know, that faith that you have, that belief that you have is for good, right? And so if other people do not see the way you see, but as long as you mean good, just know that you're going to have to take up a cross here because, you know, you are fighting against, um, as already said, um, not flesh and blood, but um, principles. Apologies. Um, so that's wonderful. And then also we can see in John eight twelve um, that yes. Yeah, so Jesus spoke um, to them, saying, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light." And that's exactly what Arabi was saying that there is light in the face. Um, but yeah, let's just. Let's just keep going. Let's just keep the, the ball going because we're learning so much and we're really trying to unravel what persecution is really about. And, you know, people are feeling persecuted. Christians are feeling persecuted. The church is losing members here, guys. Um, so, yeah, Ken, um, what would your thoughts be on the scenario? Um, have you, you know, yeah, what, what would your thoughts be on the scenario? So we have an individual, as you've heard, um, who... Who comes from a home where potentially she cannot freely um, be a Christian, whether she's hiding out, whether she's, she's having to, um, you know, just not truly freely express herself, you know, and to really serve God. And um, what uh, would your advice be to her? Yes. So thank you so much for mentioning about that. Um, okay. No problem. We thank God. Yes. Thank God. 
so it's important to know that aside from what's from us who are on the earth there is heaven and then there is the kingdom of darkness and so there is that spiritual influence from there and then you know for someone who's been persecuted one thing i would like to do is to also mention to them which support do they have around them is there a local mm. church around them that can offer help and support in situations like this um, as a christian mm-hmm. as a believer you're not alone and mm-hmm. it's important to not to fear to know that jesus christ mentioned that do not fear those who i mean even when it comes down to a life and death situation jesus christ mentioned do not fear those who kill the body but not the soul rather fear him who is god who can destroy both the soul and the body in hell that's right and then when someone becomes a christian you know god directs them to people who can help as well so um it's important for the person to be aware and also to put and also to put these things into prayer as well to help god like so that to ask god for directions the local churches yeah. are some are very very good in terms of communicating and also helping out an individual but how much help the, these people can get i do not know ultimately we is all by the grace of god in terms of how this situation will be well you see like i believe that there, there is a, there is strength in numbers and you know that's why like the bible has said uh, it a double or is it three a three um well in plain english i don't have to say the word about this then. if three threads come together it's stronger <laughs> you know and so um that's why the bible always like you know when the christians the early christians gathered together they gathered as a fellowship they gathered as a group mm-hmm. because whenever people are gathered in his name he's there you know yeah and so what is so key if this person could you know reach out to people i know these days everything is online there's so many um christian platforms to you know key into join in to strengthen your faith because i think at this interesting moment of this person's life even the scenario and yeah. um, strengthening your faith is so key to um you know overcoming and i would uh, yeah, i just wanted to really chip that in as well that yeah um, you know joining fellowship might not be 100% guarantee but then what that does is strengthen your faith you know and faith can move mountains who knows maybe allow this person to be in this situation so that he or she builds or she's faith through that faith the family could be saved maybe the person this person is the very people she is a friend of whom god is you know working in her to also share the love and truth with them so um yeah that's great that was really great guys um um so uh yeah so we 
I actually have an interesting story um, because I have I watch quite a couple of uh, things uh, in regards to faith and um, interesting story of uh, a woman. Uh, so her mom was dying of cancer. Um, she was sadly diagnosed, and um, this lady didn't really believe in the power of God because of her surroundings, what she had heard. Um, you know. Christians, uh, as we know, they are they entering a faith that is not quite easy, and so I, I guess from what she had seen, you know, is this faith even worth it? You have to go through all of all of this, you know. Does this, this, this is God even there? And so, of course, when her mother was diagnosed, um, she her faith um, like wasn't working, um, and so she said, okay. I'm not. I don't want to say exactly what she was, um, because that's not really the point I'm trying to make here. But she decided to go on her knees and she said, "God, if you are real, and if if, if you're real, um, heal my mother, and I will believe in you, and I will know that you are real, and that I I will um, I will basically, you know, be a believer." And so many people are in situations where they actually have to be um, proven that it is so worth it even to go through the harassments or the persecutions and that, you know, but there is still, there's still something worth, worth it here, you know. Um, so eventually, yeah, like her, her mother was healed mm-hmm. and that has been her story. Um, I think that's wonderful. So, so you're saying that the daughter was persecuting the mother? What was No, so, so she did not believe in God, or she, all her life, she's she's almost seen negative things surrounding um, being a Christian, and you know, just from what her belief was also saying that maybe Jesus Christ was not the Son of God, and so that's why she was raised up thinking and believing, you know, um, so she just didn't really know whether it was true. Can can Christ? do the wonderful things that we read he can do can he heal the sick can he save them you know the broken can he can he can he heal and so she just she needed she desperate so she needed something else and that something else i even have a question just to add to that you know where did she get that perspective from it might have been a religion i think today even watching tv watching the you know the popular mainstream media there's a lot of negative connotations about Christianity and what it really is. You find that um, in very popular movies, there's always um, Jesus is the curse word, and um, there's always mockery about the Christian faith. There's always, and you know, Christians are always um, painted in a in a light that is not. It's quite frankly, it's not true. Because uh, not all Christians are act like um, psychopaths and fanatics, and there there are lots of Christians like you and I and like um, and Kenya who, um, you know, just we like to have a good time. We like to, you know, we can have fun, play around, joke, but then we're also very, you know, um, happy to hear the word of God and genuinely like it and understand it and receive joy from it. 
you don't see that perspective of Christianity in media today. And so I think that's also a form of persecution because it's forming the mind, it's, it's forming a perspective of um, Christians and Christianity as those lack power or authenticity. That's the word. Um, just wanted to put that in there. I think that's also a form of persecution because those things form false perspectives of, you know, this space we've been talking about. That's so true, actually. Definitely. So, you know... Should I follow Christ? Should I not follow Christ? Um, it's definitely um, something that many people battle with. Um, but what would you say about this notion of fear that many people have for um, when they're persecuted? You know, should they remain fearful? Should they allow this fear to, you know, disable them and just, you know, for them just not to follow through with the, what they have in their hearts? Um, or is there a way that they could? Um, well, they shouldn't feel fearful. Um, what do you think, Ken? What Jesus Christ mentioned, they should remember what Jesus Christ mentioned. And trying to get the right scripture. Where Jesus Christ said, Blessed are those who um, are persecuted. I hope that this would assure them. I believe the scripture is Matthew 5. Matthew 5 verse 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of that's verse 11. And it goes on to mention that you know that they should rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you so it's a word it's it's i mean it's it might it might, it might be strange to think at the time because sometimes persecution is not it's not pleasant but through god god gives perfect yeah. peace and for anyone who's been persecuted they should rest their minds on God, He will grant them pers- I mean, perfect peace, and He will grant them that joy as well. Especially as they're looking upon Christ, as they look to Christ, He will grant them that joy. Joy, I mean, Jesus's joy is made complete in them. So, take for instance, with media and whatnot. When someone, when, when it feels like the name of Jesus Christ is being dragged through the mud, yeah. I look at that and i pray for the people who do that because they do not know what they're doing and i pray that god would send them a sign or send them people their way to show them the way in the meantime for me i'm happy being called under the name of jesus christ because it's a blessing and i'm rejoicing that i bear the name jesus now, if it does come to other forms of persecution, like RBS rightly mentioned, you know, you've got uh, physical or you've got 
a social relationship um ill treatment again i will still rejoice and i know that in every situation god will give me the perfect peace i need and the joy and the strength to go through that situation i still i still i still believe that those who are being persecuted more than others they should know that there is help from those who are within the faith to help out you know it's that they should also be mindful that they can if they're persecuted and if it is within their means to seek some sort of correction or um then, then definitely they should they should so for example let's say someone is persecuting you and you know it's against the law like you know that it's, it's, it's against the law and there's a way in which you can seek help go ahead seek help you know seek that thing to be made corrected um pray for the people who persecute you mm. um like jesus christ said pray for your enemies uh, you know and pray that we live at peace with one another but whatever you do stand firm yeah. in the truth stand firm Amen. You know, Sharon, I just, you know, what do you think? I Amen. feel like, you know, at the end of the day, as uh, as um, as serious as this conversation is, there's still hope, mm-hmm. you know? There's still very much hope. I just want to say... And, uh... <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll just, um, just to, like, finish it, like, um, there's still hope. And um, no matter no matter what, I, I I just strongly always believe that um, all things are always working together for our good. You know, all things are working together for our good. And whatever we go through in life, it's it would give glory to God as far as like mm-hmm. in His name. Right? Like the scripture, James chapter one verse two to eight that says, "My brethren, counted all joy." When you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. You know, this really shows that even going through this thing that seems so tiring, so upsetting, so um, a lot of people either lose their lives or lose their basic human rights mm-hmm. in an extreme, um, in an extreme um, condition. Sometimes you might lose your friends, but you know, the Bible is saying that we should count it all joy when we face these things because um, it is in God's name, so it gives glory to God. That's one. It's testing us and testing our faith and producing patience. We become better Christians while we're going through this, you know, and all things work together for for um, all things work together for our good and essentially this gives glory to God because at the end of the day someone might see someone you know maybe for the third party might be watching all of this and looking at this person's character and is realizing is realizing firsthand the display of love 
so yeah like that's what i mean so when we say when we read like james chapter 1 verse 1 sorry james chapter 1 verse 2 to 8 understanding that it's joy to count all these trials as a, we should count all these trials as joy it sets our faith it makes us better christians and it gives glory to god it's you know all hope is not lost there's still something you know to take home and it's not persecution isn't something we should you know it's inevitable it will come whether be it physical or social or through media but you know um <laughs> all things work together for our good at the end of the day yeah so one thing that we mentioned when we're talking about persecution at the start was where it comes from so we've mentioned about how there is kingdom of darkness got heaven you've got we mentioned about people physical social distancing it could be an ostracization it could be um ostracization <laughs> but what about in the in the definition of persecution that we that, that we read from the dictionary and no sorry it was from wikipedia it mentioned about from groups so different groups can persecute correct so yeah right yeah so ever by within the same group there is persecution hmm okay because you know that as this as is normally said christendom there are different denominations is there any not necessarily hostility but is there necessarily any um division among groups that can relate to relationships being sour hmm sure i think that's a question for you as the host well i <laughs> sorry back to me <laughs> um yeah I'm, i'm happy to take that actually i had a few things on my mind when you mentioned that um i am so full of stories aren't i but i'll tell you another story <laughs> one story again um there was she was a writer she is a writer she still is a writer and um she became a christian and she she go to church and she within the church you know there were a lot of things happening in the church that made her in some way um alienated you know and she had gone to church looking for for Christ looking for peace of mind looking for for many things that we look for to feel like you belong to feel like you're among people that you could um talk to you know share share your thoughts and feelings and view of the world with but whatever happened within the church hold um made her lose her faith and made her look at Christians differently she stopped being a follower of Christ and now she just lives by um not having a faith and she just believes it's all just um some fairy tales um this is a person whose gift of god um is is to write she began writing um because she was inspired by the holy spirit and then all of a sudden she's no longer um with Christ because of what she experienced within this group. So 
there are many i'm sure even those listening i'm sure they know i'm sure you know someone that's um, gone through that so yeah ken it, it is possible it happens um the question is um what is this what is going on and what's separating christians and what's not uniting us um what are the the new doctrines that are happening um underneath that are really making other people walk away from the faith where we are supposed to be the light after all yeah indeed and it's almost like you ask okay what might be the doctrines that pushing people away what about also people who you know you know what god said you, you don't you don't practice you don't practice it especially love you don't practice the, the love of god and you chase people away as well yeah. um that's interesting the persecution within the church i think even the whole division within the body of the world the church is also um another avenue i think not many people speak uh, speak on or speak about but actually it's serious like, these are the things that cause division and then suddenly um people fall away people fall out of belief. i do believe that it's not even about the doctrines alone things even people think i think even when people know the doctrines and they are within the doctrines but then they fail to do it and they can just get laxed and even cause problems. Then Jesus Christ actually give an example, if you like to hear. And with doctrine, what does doctrine mean? Doctrine? Hmm. Us. Oh. Hmm. And should we be following doctrines? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. We can we can figure out that meaning. So it's a belief or a set of beliefs held and taught by a church uh comma political party comma other groups okay all right and our belief in jesus christ the bible the scripture is our doctrine the teaching of christ is our doctrine yes correct okay and so i just wanted to clarify that because there are times where some and i guess maybe this is where the differences and the division comes from where people have um doctrines that do not originate from the bible as we christians um well know it should be <laughs> if that makes sense now it sounds complicated but um to simplify it every christian says that their standard is the holy scriptures the bible right and that should be our doctrine however that is not always the case mm-hmm. um, whereby you have some churches some divisions within the church who add um you know um self prescriptive doctrines to the ones that are also in the bible and then perhaps maybe that's where the divisions come in because yeah you have people who agree and some people who don't agree and yada 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 so yeah kenny you can continue now i just wanted to give like context on that word and um, doctrine perhaps shed a bit of light on the little divisions okay okay so 
Jesus Christ gave um, a, I don't say an example per se, but he gave a warning, an instruction in the book of um, in Luke 12 verse 42 to 46 and this is what he mentioned and the Lord answered who then is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their portion at the proper time blessed is that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns truly I tell you he will put him in charge of all his possessions verse 45 but suppose that servant says in his heart my master will be a long time in coming and he begins to beat the men servants and maid servants and to eat and drink and get drunk the master of that servant will come on a day he does not expect and at an hour he does not anticipate then he will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers so there is so he's mentioned a bit of um ill treatment even within the setting whereby there are people who are awaiting their master's return and who are meant to do something like you like who are meant to be um treating each other well encouraging each other but there is someone who is ill treating the other person they know what is right they know what is the master's will hence why verse 45 says um but suppose the master says in his heart my master will take a long time and he begins to beat them and if you look in the bible not particularly acts but in other scriptures within the bible so within the new testament the apostle paul mentions that he's been going to different churches and he's mentioned circumstances whereby there are leaders and people within the church who have sort of ill-treated other believers so he's had to handle situations like that i'm trying to break up a scripture i don't know if you guys remember any scripture that comes to mind Um, not really that comes to mind, but I think that's quite striking, isn't it? That's quite um, interesting. Um, another take on persecution, I swear. Hmm. Um, my question would be, based on that scripture, what was the context behind the disputes? And, um, was it ever resolved? Should there, be pers- should, there be, should there be division within the church, first of all? You know, I think that that sounds like an error, and um, yeah, an error that still is prevalent today. And so, as Christians today, who we experience persecution outside the church, um, the church should not be divided. Instead, it needs to be a place where we all come together as one, fellowship, and draw strength together, so that we can increase our faith, so that we are able to now. Um, you know, live through the persecutions outside of the church. So that sounds like an error that I feel, you know, it would be nice to speak, speak to shortly and just um, think about ways that you know, to avoid these sorts of divisions. Definitely. Um, Ken, well, I hope that um, is something that maybe we could um, speak about. Um speak about it. I was wondering 
you cannot find the scripture. I'm looking it. for it. Yeah, I think I've got it. I think yeah. I've got it. I believe. Perfect. <laughs> I think it's First Timothy, verse twenty. So First Timothy, chapter one, verse twenty. Okay. Are you on? What does it say? So, yeah. So, um, okay. I'll... Okay. So, First Timothy, chapter one, verse eighteen to twenty. So I'm reading from the New King James Version. So 1 Timothy 1, verse 18 to 20. It says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck, on whom are Himenius and Alexander, whom I deliver to Satan, that they may learn to not to blaspheme. Yeah. Okay. So this is an example, you know, of an example of what people who, um, <laughs> let's say, have caused division. But I'm trying to get another. There's, an, there's a particular example. Um, which I'm trying to get, whereby he mentioned about someone who would not receive the Christian, um, um, I'll say leaders or the people who were sent to the churches. You know, he was not, he wasn't hospitable to them. He, I mean, and he was just causing division. He was so in division. <laughs> I think I remember a scripture like that as well. It's good to on, it's good to also take note that even as we're speaking about persecution outside, that this is something that happens within the church, but it's an error. I would emphasize again, it is an error that must be tackled and you know addressed, you know, within the church. And I think it might be just a good way to charge pastors as well to make sure that you know you are grounded in the word of God. And, you know, you are led by the spirit and not by the flesh. And so that you lead your congregation in the way that, you know, they ought to, you know, be led. You lead them in such a way that they are able, they are equipped and empowered to also read the word and understand it for themselves. And so there is no confusion. Everybody's reading the Bible. There's understanding. It's led by the spirit. I mean, that would be union in the church. I think that would be a perfect way because I know one of these the one of the reasons for this division is because um you know um like the Bible has said people are no longer wanting to endure sound doctrine sound wisdom of the the same doctrine that Christ preached the same word Christ um, spoke about there's one there's yeah. one thing that Paul mentioned and this is in his second letter to Timothy verse 2 so second letter, second letter to Timothy chapter 4 verse 14 no sorry verse 9 to 10 so he says make every effort to, so he was re, so he was writing to Timothy and he mentions something that happened on his journey he says make every effort to come to me quickly because Demas in his love of this world has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica 
Crescens has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. So he mentioned that his partner, Demas, or someone who was helping him, had deserted him because he loved the world. Wow. So in his love, so in his love of this world, and the Bible has mentioned when the Bible speaks like this, when it comes to the world, what is it, what is it about the world that we should be wary of? And we can go to another apostle, Apostle John, who mentioned in you know John chapter 2, verse 15 to 16, love not the world, and neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh the lust of the eye and the pride of life is not of the world so it's not of the father which is god the father but is of the world so i hope that shines light on what exactly he meant when the you know when he mentions about the world it's about the lusts and the pollutions of the world that was what his partner left because he loved the world. Wow, that's very great. Um, unfortunately, we have reached to that time where it's um, time to summarize and just sort of uh, round up a bit. Um, but please don't be disheartened because we will have another session where we come together like this and um, discuss the word of God. I really hope that you have enjoyed the session today. Um, and just to summarize, really, the for. Persecution comes in different uh, forms and shapes. Um, it's not just in the world, that it's also within the church. And so it's really about um, keeping our eyes um, on Christ and knowing exactly which doctrines are false and which doctrines are true. And just, um, you know, having faith that the, that the church could, um, you know, um, ensure that um, the right doctrines, of course, are being um, are being displayed but all in all um, yeah. people will always be people and so they might not necessarily be controlled however it's down to us to decide which um which way we may go um and um if that is the light which we're hoping that today um we would um, decide to follow the light which is christ and that he will be the one who will teach you that the holy spirit is the one that actually convinces the holy spirit is the one that that guides um that even though if you're not guided in the right um, place even though you don't feel um that you're supported in any way just know that you can always reach out to christ and he will lead you um, there's definitely always a group of people in church um, that you could seek the platform so we're not shading any negative light on that that um, the church is the place to go to um, it's just understanding that we live in a world um, where it might not always be how it seems however God is great and if we keep our eyes on him we shall make it um, so the question that we shall leave you with is essentially um who are you willing to suffer for um 
you know if you're not choosing christ if um you are still being persecuted not for um, believing in him but you still be persecuted in terms of how the world generally is uh, we're suffering for something um but for us here as christians we're, we're decided to put our lives in christ and um we know that no matter what he's got our backs and scripture has definitely uh, proven that so yeah who are you following are you going to follow it or not and um the sooner you decide um the better and the more your life will have direction guys um so thank you so much for tuning in and um this is host uh Karen, aka lady sj and i was co-hosting with arby and our guest speaker was ken so guys just say hi to i love the conversation i really enjoyed this I super enjoyed this. It was so good. Um, I'm happy to have more conversations like this. And, um, you know, we'll see what God has in store. We'll catch up Friday. See you <laughs> soon, guys. Take care. Bye. Hi, everyone. This is Oribi Edmontam the boy again. I'd like to thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'd like to announce that this is the final episode at Catch Up Friday podcast. I'd like to thank you guys so much. You've been amazing audiences and we've loved all the feedback and all the interactions so far. And I've got a message from a few friends for you all. Hello everybody. So much for listening and tuning in. I hope you were as blessed as I was. God bless you. Hey guys, my name is Jide. I just want to give a shout of thanks to each one of you for listening and following us on this journey with the Ketchup Fridays. We love and appreciate you. Hope you've enjoyed each and every episode. And as usual, we love a good party, so enjoy the song and enjoy your day. See ya! I got this feeling inside my bones It goes electric wavy when I turn it on All through my city, all through my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body When it drops, ooh I can't take my eyes off it Moving so phenomenally Come on, lock the way we rock it So don't stop And under the lights when everything goes Nowhere to hide when I'm getting you close So just
magical It's in the air, it's in my blood, it's rushing on I don't need no reason, don't be control I fly so high, no ceiling when I'm in my zone Cause I got that sunshine in my pocket Got that good soul in my feet I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops Ooh, I can't take my eyes off of it Moving so phenomenally Come on, rock the way we rock it So don't stop, stop Oh. Uh -huh. 